Welcome to Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I am your host, Christina. If you follow my ministry, you know I am passionate about reviving and uniting the body of Christ in order to fulfill the Great Commission with extravagant love for one another and for a hurting world. I invite you today to join me for revelatory teaching, interviews with leaders in the body of Christ, and best of all, your testimonies of God's goodness in your lives. Thank you for joining the conversation to reveal more of Jesus to a hurting world today. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I am your host, Christina, and I am so excited to have you with me here today. I've got an amazing treat for you. On the line, I have an incredible evangelist. He has been in full-time ministry for 20-plus years, and he has ministered to millions all over the nations of the world. Today, I have with me here evangelist Dr. Daniel King. Welcome to the program, Daniel. Wow, Christina, it is so wonderful to be on the program with you. Thank you so much. I love your mission of revealing Jesus because when we reveal Jesus, it is so special when people get to start that relationship with God. Oh, well, I'm so honored to have you with me here today. I just, I love your heart. I, I love your ministry. Now, you found it. Yeah, King Ministries International, and I am a missionary evangelist. I've gone to over 70 nations preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, and we've seen over 2 million people pray with us for salvation in our altar calls. And so I am passionate about revealing Jesus to the world. Oh, I love that so much. I can tell this is already going to be a really fun conversation because I'm all about Jesus. Um, I, I've i told our listeners so much about you. Is there anything that maybe you'd like to tell them, maybe something personal just to help them get to know you? Yeah, my parents were missionaries in the country of Mexico. They moved there when I was 10 years old. And so I grew up working with them in Mexico. But my heart, my passion was always for evangelism. And so when I was young, I would read the books of T.L. Osborne, Or Roberts, Billy Graham, Reinhard Bonnke, and look at the pictures of all the people that they had led to Jesus. And when I was 15 years old, I was reading a success book. It said, if you want to be successful, you need to write down your goals. And one of the goals that this success book said would be good for young people is to try to become a millionaire by the age of 30. But I realized that because of my upbringing as a missionary in Mexico, that money was not what was important to me. What was important was souls. And so at the age of 15, I wrote down, I, Daniel King, want to lead one million people to Jesus before I turn 30 years of age. Instead of trying to become a millionaire, I wanted to lead a million heirs into the kingdom of God. And so God started opening up doors in different nations. And I'm excited to tell you that before I turned 30 years of age, we had successfully led over a million people to Jesus in a, in a salvation prayer. And now we've gone over the 2 million mark. And I was asking God recently, what comes next? I felt like God say, go for a million souls every single year. And so that wow. is my passion is going to the least reached parts of the world 
places where there's many Muslims, there's Hindus, uh, even here in America where there are atheists, and reaching the unreached, telling them about Jesus, and bringing them into a relationship with, with God. Oh, that's so amazing. I love that goal. I think, yeah, as young people, it's easy to get caught up in the systems of the world. But I love that you were able to to look at that and say, oh, that, that goal is too small for me, you know, because I, I, I've, you know, I've seen so many times in the world where people will achieve the big job, they'll achieve, you know, the millionaire status, but then what do they do? They find that they're empty. I love that you took that goal and you made it something for God. Well, when I look at the picture of someone that needs Jesus, there's something in my heart that just goes out to them. You know, Jesus told us in Mark 16, 15, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And so as Christians, we are called to go and to reach the lost, to, to tell people about Jesus. And, and so when I see a picture of a family member, I often ask my, my friends and partners to send me pictures of their family members that they're praying for that need Jesus. And, and I begin to pray for them. And, and when I see their picture, it just really moves me to, to, to pray that God would send someone across their path to introduce them to Jesus. Or when I see a picture of, of people in different nations around the world, and, and if you go to my website, kingministries.com, you can see hundreds of pictures of individuals that have been saved in our services, testimonies of people whose lives have been changed, uh, pictures of people who, who have received healing testimonies, their, their bodies were sick, and Jesus supernaturally healed them. And, and all of those pictures, I look in the eyes of the people, and it just gives me such compassion. You know, it says when Jesus saw the crowds of people, he was moved with compassion. And so my prayer every day is that my heart would be filled with the same compassion that Jesus felt for people. Yes. And so has that made your life way more uh, abundant and fruitful and uh, meaningful than simply following the ways of the world as, as a young kid? Yeah, absolutely. An investment in souls is an investment in eternity. Like people are often asking like, you know, where should I put my money to get the best return for retirement? But really, if you think about all of eternity, our life here on earth is very short, but eternity is forever. And so when mm -hmm. we invest in souls, uh, it gives us a tremendous return and an eternal return. And so that becomes uh, what is Im important, is investing in th those things that are going to last uh, forever and ever. You know, so many things here on earth are temporal. Uh, you buy a new car, you love the smell of the new car, but then after a while it wears off and you, you get a fender bender or you get a scratch on the side of the car and you don't want that car anymore. Well, that, that is a, a temporal uh, blessing, but eternity is so long that I think that we should keep our focus and our passion, our prayers on how to affect all of eternity. Mm -hmm. I, I love that. You know, I, I have such a heart of an evangelist and I always, when you first started speaking, I, I kept hearing that verse, he who wins souls is wise. And I like how you equated that almost to investing. So you took 
what could have been an opportunity for you to go out into the workforce and invest in the ways of the world, but you saw it as an opportunity to invest in the kingdom of God and invest in eternity. And and I think that's really beautiful because you're right. You know, we get that new car, we get that new thing or whatever, and we're happy about it. But then there does come a day where we want something new. And for me, you know, working in the kingdom of God is is has been really fulfilling in a way that really nothing else was. I always think about Jesus when he was, do you remember the story of the woman at the well? And he was so tired. He sat down, his disciples went into town to get food and they came back. And by the time they came back, he had ministered to the woman at the well and he's, and he was refreshed. He was revived. And his disciples were like, where did you get food from? <laughs> and he was yeah. like, I have food that you do not know of. My food is to do the will of my father in heaven. And, yeah. and even though work in the kingdom is work, we receive that eternal inheritance and we s- receive even now in this life that we lead, you know, a refilling back of the Lord into what we've poured out. And I love that about Jesus. He's he's so beautiful. Even, even when we pour out for him, he's pouring back into us so much more. Have you seen that play out in your life? Yeah, absolutely. Let, let's, let's talk a little bit about that passage of the, the woman at the well. It's found in John chapter four. And I think it's really interesting what Jesus does in relating to the woman. And there's so much that we can learn from his example. You know, he was so tired. He got up early in the morning, he walked, and now it's noontime and he's hungry. He sends his disciples into the the town to to get food, but uh, he sits down by the well, but he's thirsty. Well, here comes this Samaritan woman. And the first thing Jesus says to her is, will you give me a drink? And so he starts a conversation with her. And so I really think that's the first step to people leading others to Jesus. You know, as believers, we, we often want to lead others to Jesus, but we don't know how. But I think the first step is just to open a conversation and to start talking to people. And, and if you don't talk to them, you'll never be able to lead them to Jesus. And then the woman says, will you give me a drink? And then Jesus starts uh, talking about living water. So he turns the conversation towards the things of God. So the first step is to start a conversation. The second step is to turn the conversation towards God. And so you can start a conversation talking about weather or talking about the good deal you got at the store, but then look for an opportunity to turn the conversation towards the things of God. If Jesus is inside of you, Jesus is what's going to come out of you. So if you have a, a water balloon and you prick the water balloon with a pin, water is going to come out. The same thing, if you're full of Jesus and you start talking to someone, Jesus is going to come out of you. And so Jesus starts the conversation, he turns the conversation towards God, but then he taps in to the Holy Spirit's help in order to minister to him. So he says, go call your husband and come back. And she says, I don't have a husband. And Jesus says, that's right. When you say you don't have a husband, you've actually had five husbands and the man you're living with now is, is not your husband. And so Jesus had never met her before. He didn't know anything about her, but he, he listened to the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit gave him 
what we would call a word of a knowledge about her situation to help him to minister to her. And so I think that's the third step to leading people to Jesus is to listen to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will give us the words to say and give us the the leading, the guiding to say exactly the right thing to help someone come to Jesus. And then this woman does something that's very interesting. A lot of people do it. They they uh, uh, start a spiritual argument. Uh, you start witnessing to someone or telling them about Jesus, and they want to to argue with you. And Jesus doesn't really argue with her. He just continues to love her. And he says, God is spirit, and true worshipers must worship him in spirit and in truth. And so our goal is not to win arguments. Our goal is to win souls. And so even if people try to start a spiritual argument, it's important to continue to love them. And then the thing I love that Jesus does that is just perfect for talking about on your podcast, that the woman says, I know that Messiah is coming. And Jesus declared, I who speak to you am he. And so Jesus revealed himself to the Samaritan woman. Your podcast is all about is revealing Jesus to people. And, and so if we want to bring people to God, what we have to do is we have to reveal Jesus. The more we can introduce people to Jesus, the more likely we are to bring them into a saving relationship with God the Father. Mm, I love that so much. I You said so many things that got me so excited. So number one, starting a conversation you know, we lead street teams out on the street and I always tell people, you know, we don't start with tracks. We don't start with, you know, that kind of thing. We just start with a human connection, a human conversation. And what I've found in my experience is that people have names, believe it or not. They have stories, they have backgrounds, they have experiences. And when we start with that human connection, you know, then we we can earn the opportunity to really then bring Jesus into the conversation. Jesus was all about loving people. That was his main agenda, you know, and, and he does that with the woman at the well, and, and he uses the Holy Spirit to speak to her. How would you help them use the Holy Spirit to speak to potential people to witness to? What's one thing you've found in your past to help you do that? Yeah, I actually wrote a whole book in order to answer this question. It's called, You Can Become a Master Soul Winner, How to Lead People to Jesus. And so that book can be found on our website, kingministries.com, and also on Amazon, You Can Become a Master Soul Winner by Daniel King. And in the book, I talk about some of the, the different fears that people face when they're witnessing. I also give them some things that they can say to make it easier for them uh, to start conversations. And so I love encouraging people to look for opportunities to share Jesus with people, even if it's something simple like going on Facebook and sending someone a message and saying, hey, I want you to know that I'm praying for you today. And then that can open up a conversation to begin talking about the, the things of God. And so there's so many different ways that we can use to reach out to the lost, just our family members, our friends, our co-workers, even people on the other side of the world. There's, there's ways that we can, if we'll begin looking for them, that we can tell people about Jesus and help bring them to having a relationship with God. Mm, I love that so much. And, you know, one of the things I found about ministry is it's it's wonderful to have, 
you know, these goals for ourselves, but it's also important that we empower and we raise up the next generation of, of, of evangelists going out into the world, you know? Yeah. I want to talk about raising up the, the next generation because that is, uh, something that's so important. Uh, I have had the opportunity the last couple of years to teach at the evangelism boot camp, which is hosted by Christ for All Nations, led by Daniel Kalinda, the, the ministry that uh, was founded by, by the great evangelist Reinhard Bonnke. And, and so last year they had 50 students. This year they had 100 students. And we go and teach them how to preach the gospel, how to have a compassion for the lost, how to clearly communicate the gospel. And, and so right now, those evangelists that we trained this year are in the country of Tanzania, and they're going out into the marketplaces. They're going uh, from school to school all across the nation of Tanzania, working on setting up large evangelistic crusades. And in the last two weeks, Christina, they have led over half a million people to Jesus. A team of 100 evangelists has led over half people to Jesus over a two-week period. And, and so all over the world, people are hungry for God. They are ready to come to Jesus if someone will just go and tell them about Jesus. You're raising people up to, to even go out to the streets and show love to people and, and to bring Jesus, reveal Jesus uh, to those who are hurting the most. Uh, I, I just love what, what God is calling you to do and, and what your ministry is doing. Oh, thank you so much. Well, it's it's a pleasure and it's an honor. If you listen to, you know, what I what I write, what I preach, what I teach, I just really believe Jesus is worthy of it all. I uh I do what I do out of an abundance of gratitude and um just in awe and a wonder and an absolute ridiculous love that he first loved me with and uh I love what you're equipping. And it's so funny because before we talked, I was like, if you have testimonies from Tanzania, and I had no idea (laughs) that's where you guys were working. Wow, that is so cool. Yeah, I'll actually be going to Tanzania. Um, I just bought my plane tickets yesterday, and we're doing a a large evangelistic uh, campaign in in a city uh, where we'll have anywhere from 40 to 50,000 people each night coming to, to hear about Jesus. And uh, I, I go to different nations all the world. J- just recently, I was in Ethiopia, and we did a, a large crusade. One night, we had about 7,000 people there. And I preached on the paralyzed man who was let down through the roof. And I remember that when I, I finished the sermon, I, I saw some people that left the back of the crowd and as a preacher, you always kind of feel bad when people leave like that because you oh man, I, I didn't. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I saw them leave. But then like 10 minutes later, I saw those same people come back and they were carrying a bed. And so the same way that the four friends brought someone on a bed to Jesus, they brought a bed and carried it over across the top of the crowd and laid that bed right in front of the platform because the, the person that they brought needed healing. And, and so we prayed and God did a, a tremendous miracle. Um, I, I was in February, I was in Sierra Leone in Africa, and we were in a little village. There was a, a boy, he was about seven years old, and he was deaf in his left ear. 
And I told all the people, I said, take your hands and place it on the pot of your body where there's pain. And, and so this, the, the mother of this little boy, she took her hand and she placed it on her son's ear. And we were praying for the sick. And as we were praying, a black growth or like a, a black rock fell out of the boy's ear into her hand. And wow. she, she shook it off her hand and it fell to the ground. And then she tested her boy's hearing and her boy that had been deaf for two years in that year was completely restored. He was able to hear. And he he, he wow. showed in front of the whole crowd that he was able to to hear. And and everyone in the 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 village started clapping and dancing and shouting because they knew that God had done a miracle in that little boy's life. They all knew him. They knew the problem that he had had. And and, and so it was really a creative miracle. As we were praying, God caused this growth to fall out of his ear into his mother's hand. And so wow. we've seen miracles like that and, and all over the world. And, and, and what I like to say is that miracles are like the dinner bell that draw people to the banqueting table of heaven. And mm-hmm. so people see the miracles. They, they, they see what Jesus is, is doing. It, uh, it reveals Jesus in a very tangible way to them. And then people are, are willing to give their lives to Jesus. Even people that, that are from other religions, Muslims and Hindus and, and other religions, they, they see the miracles and they say, wow, Jesus is real. Mm-hmm. I, and, and so I've got all kinds of, of pictures and testimonies on my website, kingministries.com. You know, if people want to go there and look at all the, the, the pictures, they can see videos. You can see the miracles with your own eyes, what God is doing in different parts of the world. Oh, I love that so much. You know, I I love that Jesus is still so relevant today. You know, some people try to make him not relevant or, you know, he's not healing or he's not doing miracles. Like as long as humanity has a need, Jesus is still reaching out. He's still healing. He's still loving. He's still ministering. He's still calling us at the well. You know, he's still revealing that he sees us and he loves us and it, despite everything. Isn't that beautiful? It is beautiful. And I, I like how Jesus at the well with the Samaritan woman, he ministered to this woman and, and, and she was a woman that had a lot of problems in her life. I, I've done some research into that story and I found out that back then, women would go to the well to get water either in the morning or in the evening. And they would all go together. Like today, you know, girls always go to the bathroom together. Well, back then they all all went to the well together. They would gossip and they would talk while they were getting water. Well, this woman was there at the well at the noontime when the sun was high in the sky by herself. And it was because she had had five husbands and the man she was living with was not her husband. She had stolen half the men in the village. She had broken her relationships, but it was that woman who was hurting, who was broken, who needed love that Jesus was able to reach out to mm-hmm. and minister to her. It changed her life. She ran back into the village and said, come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. And, and, and she brings the whole village back to meet Jesus. And then it's really interesting too the response of the, uh, the disciples they had they went into the village, but they didn't bring a single person back to meet Jesus. And Jesus, you, you can tell he's a little bit upset at them. He says, lift up your eyes. Don't you see the harvest? You, you say four more months until the harvest. I tell you, the harvest is now. 
the the harvest is ripe. And mm-hmm. I think that's what Jesus would, would say to us as a church today, that the harvest is ripe. People are ready to come to Jesus if, if we will just go and, and tell them about Jesus. And uh, I actually have mm-hmm. several resources that I, I give away for free about reaching people for Jesus. Um, so, you know, on my website, kingministries.com, if people will go there and, and give me your email address, um, I will send you free of charge um, several of my eBooks about witnessing, about evangelism, about uh, reaching people for Jesus, just tools that will help you to, to lead other people to Jesus. Nice. I love that so much. That's beautiful. And, and it's interesting because, you know, that, that woman at the well really became the first evangelist. But it came from absolutely. an encounter. And she's a woman evangelist. God can use women evangelists. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, I think, you know, it's not the gender that matters, the male or the female. It's it's the heart who's encountered Jesus. Yeah. Th- those are the hearts that'll, like you said, run into the village and bring others back. You know, yeah, she it, did better than these 12 professional preachers, the 12 disciples that yeah. followed Jesus. I mean, they had seen Jesus do all of these miracles. They saw Jesus open blind eyes and heal the sick. And you you know there were people in the village that, that needed healing, and they didn't bring anyone back to Jesus. They didn't say, hey, oh, there's a crippled man. You, you need to come and meet Jesus, and he'll heal you. No, but this one woman, she goes into the village, and, and she manages to get the entire village to come and meet Jesus. Love it. Love it so much. You know, just that one encounter with Jesus. It's it's beautiful. Yes. Thank you so much for mentioning those resources. And again, I will totally put them up on the show notes for our listeners to help them get there. And uh, that's beautiful because I think sometimes we want to run into the village, but we're not always sure how, you know, and I think just realizing that our own starting place with Jesus, our own, our own moment of the well is our starting point. Yeah, I'd like to mention another resource that I, I just published that, that's really been on my heart lately. It's, it's a brand new book called Proof God is Real. And I wrote this book specifically to help people to reach atheists. And the reason I wrote it is we go to all these different nations around the world and we see thousands of people pray with us for salvation but I began to ask God, what can we do to reach people here in the United States? And I was at one little church in Missouri, and this mother came up to me, and she was crying, saying, please, could you pray for my son? And, and I thought her son was sick or something, so I said, let's pray. And I said, what's the matter with your son? He said, well, he started looking at some videos on YouTube and uh, following some atheists on Twitter, and because of that, he has decided that he is an atheist. He was raised as a Christian. But now he's decided to be an atheist. And so my heart just broke for that mom. And and I began to, I asked her for his phone number. I reached out to him and ministered to the the son. Uh, But then because of that, I began to research, what can we do to reach atheists, people that in our own society that have decided that there is no God, they're looking for proof that there is a God. And, And if they don't find proof, they're willing to turn their backs on Christianity. Even young people sometimes raised in Christian homes, they go to college, they face someone who has a few doubts, and then they decide to turn their back on God because they don't have proof that God is real. To reach 
atheists here in America, and I also want to help protect our young people to inoculate them against the, the spirit of atheism. And so if you know someone who's an atheist, this would be a great book to get for them. Or if you have a, a, a young teenager in your home and you want to give your teenager reasons for why we believe, this would be a great book to put in your teenager's hand before they go to college. They need to read it before they leave for college. And, and so that book, Proof God is Real, it's available on my website, kingministries.com, or you can find it on Amazon. Just look for Proof God is Real by Daniel King, and you'll be able to find it. Uh, but I, I this is hot off the press, and it's something that's really on my heart because we need to do something to reach the people here in America, around the world. But when you look at what is happening here in America, it just breaks the heart of God. And, and, and I believe we need a new great awakening of, of people turning back to, to God, that God can do it. He will do it. He needs us to, to go after uh, atheists and to love them back into the kingdom of God. Yes. And, you know, I always tell people that one of the greatest mission fields is right here in the United States. People may have been raised in Christian homes, but they've never encountered a real Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit. And I think that that is one of the best ways to inoculate against some of that thinking. You know, it, it's hard It's hard to say to somebody, you know, that God's not encountered him yourself. You know, nobody yeah. could ever say to me, <laughs> you know, Jesus doesn't exist. I'd be like, dude, you're crazy. Because you know him, you have a relationship with him. Exactly. And just encountering him just like that woman did at the well through the power of the Holy Spirit and her seeing that that she is known and loved anyway, despite her failings, is so powerful and uh, it's beautiful. Uh, before we go, is there anything um, that you would like to pray for our listeners? Um, just bless them and encourage them. It would be amazing if you'd like to. Yeah, absolutely. We have talked today about the the Samaritan woman at the well that, that Jesus ministered to and, and talked about people who are atheists and talked about people in different nations that don't know Jesus. But what I'd really like to pray for for your listeners is, is anyone in your life that doesn't know Jesus. Uh, maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's a friend. Uh, whoever it is, uh, if you would just uh, speak their name out loud to God right now, and, and let's lift them up to God and, and pray for them to be saved. Pray that Jesus would be revealed to them. And uh, I believe that that as we pray, our prayers will be powerful and that God will send someone across their path. And so uh, let, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray for all of Christina's listeners right now. Lord, I pray right now, as you're listening, just speak the name out loud of the person you know that needs Jesus, your family member, a friend, someone that is close to you, someone that has turned away from God. Just speak their name out loud right now. Father, I pray that you would bring someone across this person's path that would reveal Jesus to them. And Lord, I pray that these atheists, these people that have turned away from God would come back to God, that they would come back to the Father's house, that they would turn back to Jesus. Lord, I pray that you would make yourself real to them, that they would have a divine encounter with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit. And, and Lord, I pray that you would uh, give us the passion and the boldness to be a witness 
to, to tell others about Jesus. Fill our hearts with your compassion, Lord, that we would have the same compassion that Jesus felt when he looked at the people who were lost and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Father, fill our hearts with compassion for the lost today and use us to bring many people to Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. If, if you want to help us lead people to Jesus, go to my website, kingministries.com, and, and you can find lots of information about how you can be a part of helping us to lead people to Jesus in order to go to different nations around the world. Often uh, it, it's expensive to do crusades, and so we have partners and friends that, that help us out. And, and I've found that for every dollar that people give us, we're able to lead at least one person to Jesus over the course of our ministry. Every time someone's given us a dollar, we've been able to lead at least one to Jesus for that. And so I ask people, I say, you just become a, like for $1 a month, you could be responsible for starting a party in heaven every single month. And so I ask people, you know, just mm. go to my website, kingministries.com, you know, give at least $1 a month. You know, some people can give more, but if you could do at least $1, you could have a massive impact in someone's life for eternity. So good. For inviting me on the podcast. It's, it's such a privilege to talk to you today. Oh, thank you so much for being here with me today. And I hope and I pray that this has blessed our listeners and I hope it's encouraged them to just take their stories and encounter people right where they are. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. If you liked today's episode, be sure to subscribe, share it with your friends. If you want more information on our ministry and how you can partner with us, please visit us at ChristinaPereira.org. We've got information on there about our events, blog posts, the Extravagant Love Store, and more. And don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Christina Pereira Ministries. Until then, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus. God bless you.